All right, now, well, now it's officially recording through that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try take two, I guess, because for whatever reason, Power Grandma decided it's not going to do the exact thing that I actually paid for it to do, which is to record Skype. Uh, we got probably about 15, 20 minutes in, and I realized none of my little icons were looking right, none of the... Uh, um, my save and continue and all that stuff, none of it was there. Just, it was just gone. Uh, so hopefully Angie can still hear me. Yep, I'm here. Uh, so I closed out the, uh, record or the call. Didn't save anything. Didn't give me an option to try and save or anything. So I turned it on and never said recording. So yay, 20 minutes of conversation completely gone. So this, just to give you guys a glimpse of where we're at now as far as what we talked about. Um, imagine you and a friend are talking about, say, zombies or Star Wars. Really good conversation, hitting all your marks, having fun. Then somebody walks into the bedroom or into your room and is like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, Star Wars? Okay, start over. That's what happens when uh, you lose a recording on a podcast. Because now we feel like if we want to get it going, we have to start all over. And for you, it's a fresh new conversation. But for us, it's totally awkward. Yeah, exactly. So this is Nerd Mode from nerdmode.com. Um, sadly, there will probably be no pre-banter um this is now officially going to be a mini episode because i really don't want to go through all that all over again officially i am done with power grandma this is like 20 30 times it's done this done no more uh this episode will probably sound a little strange compared to how we normally sound in your amazing eardrums but it'll have to do for now because even when you actively turn on Power Grammo and you have it set to automatically record every phone, every Skype call, it just doesn't want to do it. So that's that. All done. Uh, so we're going to start with the bare bones. Um, let's see. Should we just dive into the episode? Well, do you want to pose your two questions, though, you had? Yes, I have I have two online debate form questions. Uh Recently, as Angie just heard five minutes ago, uh, on the Nerd Mode group, uh, if you go to nerdmode.com, nerd-mode.com, there's a bunch of links on the side. You can get to the Twitter, Instagram. You can also get to the uh, fan page for the podcast and also the group page. Go ahead, join. Uh, if you don't have a shady-looking account, I will let you in because I do check every single one. I don't just click yes because then we get spam bots. Um there was a, I can't remember if I posted it. Someone posted a picture and it had nine intellectual type characters. And let's see if we can do it again. It had Sheldon Cooper, Bones from Bones. Um, it had Dr. House, Dr. Who, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Nick Fury. Uh, oh no, it's happening again. The little guy from 
Yes, Tyrion Lannister. I keep forgetting him. I don't know how to say his name, so I don't say it. And the guy from Blacklist. Red Reddington. Red Reddington. All those guys, if they got in an argument, who would uh, who would win the debate? Who do you guys feel would win the debate between them? Whatever it's about. Um, that was never the question. Uh, most of the people on there started going into who would win in a fight. No, they're not fighting. They're all sitting out around a round table debating a topic. You fill in the blank of what the topic is. Um... I already said who I think was win, but we'll save that for another episode. I wanna I wanna hear from you guys. Email me at nerdmode42. Um, I'm gonna have you guys. Maybe we'll try and find the picture and share it on the nerd mode page. Why not? I'll do that. Um, so you can go to the nerd mode Facebook page, find the picture there. Let us know who you think is gonna win. It was all across the board, really. There was only a couple people that nobody thought was gonna win at all. Um, but I am gonna substitute Nick Fury for Spock. Because Nick Fury doesn't fit in that group at all. No. Spock does. And that totally changes the entire dynamic of the debate. Um, and the other question is based around uh, punk music, which might be very specific. Um, specifically, a uh, the band Misfits. You can buy their t-shirts at Walmart. And a friend of my brother's was all up in arms about whether or not this seemed was acceptable whether a punk band is very anti-establishment and that's the punk order basically is not making money for what the, for their art or selling out so to speak is their t-shirt being available at walmart considered selling out um so i want to hear what you guys think uh, again that was a very lively debate i was part of i don't normally get into debates online unless i'm bored i guess it's a thing i do now um, let us know at nerdmode42 at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read what you have to say on the air. Um, but yeah, we originally had Nerd Rage, which now it's all Power Grammo, and how it just, it's literally a 50-50 chance if it's even going to work. Um, I did give a nice shout-out to Devin over at Snake Oil Comics and BS Chronicles. Um, talked about how I'm jealous of his new switchboard. Maybe that's what I have to do. Maybe I have to get something like that set up. I don't know. I got to figure something out because this power gram issue is it's killing me. Uh, and then we start talking about the Star Wars trailer that just came out. See, again, this all feels awkward now because we had this conversation already. Yeah. Let's start over. Um, how I'm I'm excited for it now because the uh, the trailer finally painted. A really cool looking movie. The original teaser was this real basic screen grab kind of stuff. And then a very controversial lightsaber, which was what that whole whole te- teaser was about, was that one lightsaber, apparently. Um, so that just came out literally today. I watched it probably about 20 minutes before we uh, started recording. So now I'm totally excited for Star Wars. It's going to be cool. And then the new this is this is the moment I realized that it wasn't recorded when I was going to talk about the new Avengers trailer that comes out I think next month or is it the end of this month I don't know I'll have to look into that because it's currently April sixteenth so April mm, I don't know <laughs> I'm all I'm totally like 
totally derailed now because of that whole power grammo thing. Just never recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see how this sounds. Uh, it might sound a little strange. Um, I remember one time we used this software back on the backstage heat days. And it had my voice go in the left ear and Jordan's voice go in the right ear. So it was like we're sitting there looking right at the person's ear and talking. <laughs> it was really strange. Um, this episode we will call, There's a Missile in My House, Gary. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. Kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self aware type. being extremely clever up here and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! Uh, the, the main uh, portion of the show is we're gonna do a reboot. Because um, that's something apparently we really love doing on this show, especially between Angie and I. We're really into the pop culture celebrity stuff and taking movies that are held dear and untouchable and we totally chop it up and make our own twisted versions. Like oh. like Frankenstein or that guy from Human Centipede. Creepy. Do you know there's three of those now? I never watched the first one. I didn't either because it doesn't sound appealing to me at all. But now they're making a third one. With, and I quote, the largest human centipede ever. Is that really any human centipede is kind of the largest one? Yeah, is it two enough? I mean, yeah, okay. It just, what's the deal, what's the deal with torture porn movies? I don't get it either. I don't, yeah, I watched, Saw kind of started it, but I don't even think so, because the first Saw was actually kind of brilliant. It's a good movie, and even two, I'll give them that. Two was okay. But Three it just got to be too much. Yeah. He had helpers everywhere. Yeah. They would, yeah, you said one time they would have been bumping into each other. Yeah, like, oh, oh, excuse me, I'm just carrying this body. Oh, you're, you're working for Jigsaw too? Oh, yeah. I'll catch up with you later. You know, here's my card. Okay, oh, can you grab his pants? Thank you. Like, yeah. it just, there's too many people. There's more people helping Saw than being hurt by Saw. It just it didn't work. Uh, it, yeah. Um, but that started the whole thing. And then, like, I watched Hostel and I hated it. And. Even Saw wasn't that it. You never, you didn't see that much. Yeah, it was this really solid acting and like this, what's going on scenario. Bad is like the third one I think where a lady doesn't her chest get tore open. Yeah, it was like it was. I'm not gonna lie, like the the vices were kind of cool. 
it looked neat because it was like angel wings popped open and it tore a rib cage, you know. That's when I stopped. I'm like, no, I'm done watching. It just, but the story just got too big and it became, it actually became political. I mean, they literally were talking about Hillary Clinton during the scene. It's like, okay, no more allegories, I guess. This is really about healthcare. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it got too big. And then it's just this whole chain of movies. There's one called It Follows, I guess now. Seems kind of the same thing, which yeah. maybe it's just about dealing with rape, because that kind of seems what happens. A girl meets a boy at a party, wakes up chained to a chair, and he's like, this is going to follow you forever, and it's going to kill you. You just have to pass it on to someone else. I'm like, eh, it's about date rape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I am kind of excited to see that movie Unfriended, though. Unfriended? I don't know if I've seen that. Well, it's about a, a girl passes out at a at a party. And somebody, it's like a viral video. They videotape her and they post it online and it becomes viral. And the girl ends up killing herself. And like a year later, they all have like a, um, a Google conversation or it's not Skype. They actually think they use Skype. And they're all, all their friends are in different places on a Skype call. So it's filmed through computer screens, which is why I think it looks really interesting. It's so different looking. And then, some, then somebody logs into their call and here it's supposed to be that girl who killed herself. And mm. start taking them out. One well, at a time. Still connected, so it's kind of. I know what you did last summer. See, it's it's all been done before. That's why we just reboot, because then it's totally shameless. Just we you know. <laughs> well, I can't like... come up with a unique story, so I'm just gonna remake somebody else's. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that before we start. We, you know, as humans, we've been telling stories for thousands of years. There's only so many different ways you can tell a story. Yeah. You know, we've kind of we haven't maxed out but there's a reason we go back to the well so often because it works yeah because it works and if you can tell a story a different way there's nothing wrong with that as a fan fiction fan and a writer i like taking the story that's already there and changing it just a little bit i mean look at nicholas sparks well yeah if you can make money doing white folks almost kissing yeah (laughs) and and I'll bring this up. Um, I actually thought about now that we have some a, a reboot, fresh time. Um, I did watch Divergent recently. I was kind of bored. I didn't really like it. He was so excited explaining it to me. Um, well, it was... Well, the first thing, I mean, from the previews, we, we rented it on DVD. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. And it's got uh, Cheyenne Woodley. Is that her name? It's not. It's Shailene Woodley. Shailene, I had the last name right. You did. Um, she's in it, and she's kind of in everything right now. Which she's a good actress. She did all right. The first preview had her all bashful, like I'm awkward and I don't believe I should be loved. And then she meets the bad boy, who is also in Divergent plays her bully in this movie in Divergent. This one, the boyfriend, Divergent, the bully. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, punch you in the stomach and elbow your nose, bully. The next preview, she's... I, I'm I'm sick, I'm dying, I have cancer, you know, it's the fault in our stars, which apparently is an amazing story. The guy in that one that plays her boyfriend's like, no, you can be loved. That's the thing. Like, you can be loved, Shailene Woodley. He plays her brother in Divergent, so immediately it was incredibly awkward. (laughs) 
And then they start the movie, and it's this dystopian future where the world's divided into quadrants of people that are all serving this very sleek, streamlined, uh, overpowering government. I'm like, yeah, that's really, really similar to Hunger Games and also The Host. I was kind of like, this is a story that's been done. The action was cool. I mean, it's... It didn't have a love triangle. That's a big thing for me. If it has a love triangle, instantly I don't care about your plot. (laughs) Love triangles aren't that interesting, and they don't really happen that often in the world. So let's drop the love triangles. Um, So I was kind of... I, I shouldn't say I was disappointed. I didn't have high expectations for the movie. I won't tell you everything that happens. It just, for me, I'm like... There's some characters I thought did a really good job. Like, there's this one trainer guy. He's just a jerk. He did really good. I liked him, even though he was a bad guy. Um, the lead bad guy lady, Kate Winslet, did a really good job, but she's Kate Winslet, so... Freaking Winslet. Win is in her name. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then I watched Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. And that one, I, again, didn't have high hopes. It's the one where... She, it's kind of convoluted. She has, becomes an unwilling drug mule for this new experimental drug. And she gets beat up and like she's got the thing in her, the packet of drugs in her stomach and it breaks and then gets into her system. So she goes from like this likable lady. I mean, literally it's like 10 minutes you get to know the character. Where she's just in the situation that she doesn't want to be in to instantly superhuman, alien, totally distant, Uses 100% of her brain character, so you had no real time to enjoy her as a person before she became basically a robot. It was mostly CGI buffet. I mean, the the effects were really cool, but the effects wrapped around the actual story, I'm like, eh. I was kind of bummed. Yeah. It, I, I kind of explained it like an art film with a big-budget action Avengers budget that's pretty much what it was and it was from the guy who made like the fifth element which kind of bummed me out you know because the fifth element was amazing like that's a that's a piece of art right there and then this i'm like yeah it was all right (laughs) you want to see the same story but done better you have to see limitless with see i started watching that once and i ended up falling asleep i i I don't like that 10 percent of your brain thing yeah that's that's kind of junk science for movies yeah, it was his was that one was really good though. I really liked it. Yeah, that's I probably should watch it now that I like Bradley Cooper. When that came out, I'm like, eh, I don't really like you. Hadn't won <laughs> me over yet. It took you um, Faulkner Star or uh, what's that? You never saw him in Alias. An Alias? Yeah, I didn't really like that. Again, I'm not a big Jennifer Garner guy. Eh, sorry, what? I just, I'm weird. It's just well, you are, but not crazy. It's not crazy like about her. Whatever. Um, see, now when I talk about those movies, movies I did watch recently that I did really enjoy was, uh, the remake of Annie. Kind of fits the, the theme of our show again. I thought that was good. And Alexander in the No Good, Terrible, Horrible, Awful Day. Whatever how that goes. One of my favorite books as a kid. Just Cute Jennifer, movie. That movie. Huh? And Jennifer Gardner's in that movie. Yeah, she was okay in that one. I'll give her that. But ultimately, I'm like, meh. Maybe it was Elektra that did it. I tried watching Daredevil. I'm like, no. And then I saw Electra. I'm like, 
Oh, no. Nope, definitely not. She was good in Juno. I'll give her that. And Juno, Ellen Page, was an X-Men. Wait a minute. I got nothing. <laughs> um, we can go in six degrees over there. But- a little bit. Six degrees of Marvel. Um, let me see. See, now I'm rethinking all the extra stuff we're going to have on the show. We do have nerd news, though, yet. We were going to talk about Joss Whedon-gate. Yeah, we're going to talk... Let's not call it that. I don't like <laughs> adding gate to the end of things. Well, the the production company is called Lionsgate. Lionsgate-gate? See, that seems weird. That's not, Yeah, it's a mouthful. Whedon-gate. Whedon! Different thing. Different guy. Still a nerd. Yep. Yeah, apparently he... I, I want to say allegedly because I want to believe. I well, if you I, I but allegedly because if you look at, I I looked up what the book is about. There are similarities, but they are completely different endings. Completely different. I wonder if I should read the book. You you can't find it. I looked. Well, then what's the big deal? If you got a book, no one can read. You can't. Yeah, it's if you want to buy it, buy it on Amazon. It's fifty six bucks. So oh, forget that. No, it's not even. That guy's gonna get millions of dollars from Joss Whedon and Lionsgate, anyways. He doesn't need my fifty six dollars. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Joss's thing. side. Yeah, I, I can he, take the sky I'm, from me. Um, because if you look at, because people are talking, I was looking at, I wanted to know because we were gonna talk about it. The book has it that it's a reality show. Spoilers alert um, for if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. That's what this is about. Is apparently he stole it from a a story called In the Pines or something like that. Um, Little White Lies. I, hang on. Something in the Pines. I could have swore it said In the Pines. It has a two part name on it. Hang on. I'll go into nerd mode really quick. All right. Um, so yeah, basically he he. It sounds like he stole the story, and the the person who wrote it said, I mean all the way down to, like, the pacing and everything, which, to me, is tricky to have the same kind of pacing in a book as in a movie, to say. That has the same pacing. That seems tricky to me. But, again, this that's probably my weed and love shining through and putting on blinders to what could potentially be the truth, um, is that he stole the story and made Cabin in the Woods, which is an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead about 15 minutes so you don't get a spoiler. Because um, it's awesome. Well, here's the the name of the book is The Little White Trip, A Night in the Pines. Oh, we're close. We oh. both we were both 50%. We got it. Nailed it. To the, to the court papers, there's striking similarities between the book and the film, including the names of the lead characters and the cabin, the plot, the mood, the pace, and the sequence of events. See, that seems tricky. Like, if you were going to steal someone's story, like, this is, I'm going to be all Perry Mason, take my glasses off and point with them. Wouldn't you change the names? Like, if you're going to be that blatant, wouldn't you try to cover it up? Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. And it, the names are close, but they're not the same. Like, one character's name is Julie in the book, and she's Jules in the movie. That is pretty close. Yeah, and then one is Dara in the movie and Dura in the book. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like how that feels. Ugh. That's so close. Kind of hurts. Uh, uh, 
Here, I'm looking at more stuff. Well, I'm just glad when he made the, the Buffy TV series, he didn't copy that off of anything. <laughs> Wait a minute. <sighs> okay, I'm reading more now. Okay, here's the, for example, the female characters, one blonde, one brunette. That's... That's gonna happen, though. Exactly. That's diversity. Yeah. In the... And they visit a cabin called Brinkley House. In the movie, they visit a cabin called Buckner Home House. Ugh! I know. Ugh! It's so close! I know, in the in the book, it's a, their kids have been manipulated and filmed for a reality show. Spoil- in the movie, spoiler alerts, but the movie came out like five years ago. Come on. Cabin in the Woods is filmed, but they're part of a special ritual to appease horrific cosmic forces. See, that sounds better. The reality thing is lame. But, again, that's already so close. I think if I would have done the movie, I would have not made it like this cosmic, like, that we have to pay homage to the old gods. I would have literally made it like, this is how horror movies are made. These events really happen to people, then we put it on a DVD and we sell it to you. So, like, oh, yeah. when you watch Jason... That's literally a giant monster killing a bunch of innocent people. Or Freddy Krueger. Or Scream. Like, all those people literally, really, for real life died. And we just like, oh, this is a great movie. Oh, look at that guy. Oh, look at the guts. And then you're like, oh, wait, that was really a guy with guts. Yeah. Um, that would have been my twist ending, but... Ugh, that's so close. Why, Joss? Why? Commented. To the gu- the, so the guy wrote a horror story about teenagers in a cabin... And one girl was blonde, and another is a brunette, and they get drunk, and they had sex, and they were killed. Is someone going to sue him for infringement? That's like the plot of every... I'm adding... Every, every Cabin movie. Every Cabin movie. Every Friday the 13th movie. Did you... Did, I don't know if you picked up on it. I kind of picked up on it. That the, the gang... And I'm going to say gang. Um, in Cabin in the Woods was the, the Scooby gang. Did you notice that? It's got the jock guy. Yeah. It's Fred. The blonde girl, I guess she could be Velma, because she's, I don't know, supposed to be kind of smart, even though they did the whole pfft, and then she got all dumb. The redhead would be Daphne. The stoner was uh, Shaggy. And then that extra dude, he was he was Scooby. He was their dog. And he had the, that kind of puppy look, too. Like, it was a Scooby gang. Really sweet, the really sweet one. But they all, I mean, got basically murdered, but... It was a Scooby gang, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to get some money out of it. He's not going to get $10 million. Yeah, I don't know. Even if he did, it's not like that Joss would be like, oh, no. Fourth of what the movie made. He's He's got Avenger money rolling in. He's going to be fine. It's just, it's a bummer. It's a a, a little scratch on the, uh, the old character, but it was a, it, that was probably... That was tough when I saw that first. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Okay, whatever, dude. Then I started reading, like, oh, that's really a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that that stings a little bit. It stings. That stings. Ugh. Um, the only other thing, I mean, I will save it for another time. I, was, I talked about Branson. Uh, we went on a trip down there and had a blast. Uh, I realized that Branson, Missouri is not nerd country at all. <laughs> Um, I literally had one bookshelf of souvenirs for me, and it was Doctor Who shot glasses and Star Trek stuff. Um, yeah, again, that it, it feels awkward to tell that story over again. <laughs> literally, start over. Ugh, I should do that to somebody sometime. <laughs> if I interrupt a conversation. 
Oh, start from the beginning. I want to... I want in on this. Yeah, I want in, but I, I don't want to feel like I'm starting at a weird point in the conversation. So just start over. That's power gram. We'll just start over. Um, the only other thing, this it feels like kind of non... Not that interesting now, is Guitar Heroes coming back. Found that out yesterday. I'm both happy and sad, because I did enjoy Guitar Hero and played it quite a bit. Um... But it kind of jumped the shark a little bit when they started doing like DJ Hero. I think that's that was the end. Yeah. Um, but it's a different format now. I mean, you still do like the 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 run the the highway of notes, but it's literally you're looking out on a real live audience. Oh, that would be kind of that neat. will adapt and cheer and boo depending on how you're doing. Oh, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool to check out. Um, it's fun to imagine that literally it's an audience standing in the theater looking at a screen watching you play it then booing if you do bad. Like like a real life situation. It's real people. That, that That's kind of cool. Part of it looks awkward because it has a band up there with you. So you'll be playing and also you'll be looking at this the drummer and he's all like, Yeah, man, you're doing great. Yeah, woo. Like that would be awkward. Don't look at me. Yeah. Because that drives me nuts and uh, like when you watch a concert and the – the two guitarists go and they put their backs together and they're hitting their notes. What guys doing? Got an itch? That's weird. Don't do that. So I'm not excited about that part. That that seems really really dull, <laughs> really awkward. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, you're hitting your notes by when you're supposed to. Good job. Thumbs up. <laughs> like those really, you know those those um. Video games we used to play in the in the 90s where it was live action. Yes. They have the little cut-ins where they say, good work. It's like, good work. You caught the intruder using the sofa trap. That's weird. <laughs> that's like Ed Boon coming out and saying, friendship. That's a Mortal Kombat reference. <laughs> While we're quick talking about games, have you seen the lineup for the new Mortal Kombat X? No. It's got the Predator in it. Jason Voorhees. Um, Jump the shark. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of brilliant. Boring. If they can get Freddy... I mean, well, it's got all the regular Mortal Kombat characters, too. But it's what? adding in people. Oh. Could you imagine... Did you ever see Jason versus Freddy? Yes. That was horrible, right? It was horrible. Imagine if you could be Jason, I could be Freddy, and we could make it awesome. <laughs> and then, I... if they have Predator, maybe they'll put Alien in there. And then you could have Alien versus Predator, and it would be awesome and not a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> they're no, talking. I think they're boring. There's no story. I just this one has a story though, and I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> um, like we've talked about this on our video game episode, and I'm sure several times after. I don't like a game where you're fighting against your person you're playing with, because then somebody gets mad. Yeah, see, I, I'm not a fighting game character like guy, <laughs> unless it's wrestling. Yeah, it's usually me that gets mad, and I don't want to play anymore. I, I'm, I'm a button masher. I mean, I'll admit it. I can't remember combos. I uh, play as Blanca in Street Fighter because his is all back and forward, and then up and down, and then tap your B button really fast. Like, that's the kind of gaming I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was horrible at doing fatalities in the old Mortal Kombat, so this isn't going to be any different. The only thing that's really keeping me from... Diving into Mortal Kombat X. I mean, the adding those characters in, I think if they added in, like, Mike Myers 
heck, even Chucky. I mean, throw in a lot of pop culture horror characters, and I'm going to be all over it. It is so grotesquely violent that I, I don't think I could do it. I mean, it's like innards from the throat ripped out inside out. I mean... That's why I didn't like, like the Hannibal movie. I almost threw up. I didn't watch Hannibal. Ugh. Um, yeah, I just... It's cool that they're adding those characters, and I think that's kind of a neat idea to drum up interest. I mean, there was a game called Soul Calibur about five, six years ago that did that, but they did it the wrong way. For the PlayStation, you got one character. For the Xbox, you got another. And for, like, Wii or whatever, you got another. That's tough, because then you're basically saying, well, if you buy it on the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation 3, you get Darth Vader. But if you buy it on the Xbox, you get Yoda. What if I have an Xbox and I want to play as Darth Vader? Yep. So having that kind of ex- exclusiveness, that's kind of a bummer. But I think adding exclusive characters that you can control like that, like being able to be Jason and fight Goro, he's going to be in it, that'd be kind of cool. you know. Or Jason versus Freddy if they throw Freddy in there. The Predator, though, that's pretty sweet. Um, so I thought that was cool. I, I thought about talking about that. Um, it's just, it's a little too violent for me. Like, I can watch some pretty horrendously violent stuff, and then I hit my limit. Um, The Walking Dead hits, I hit a limit on The Walking Dead. Uh, when a character Noah dies, it was a brilliant, amazing scene, but it was hard to watch. And then on Talking Dead, they replayed it, I'm like, nope, nope, too soon, can't do it. I actually covered my eyes and looked away, I couldn't see it again. Well, see, I didn't even see it on the first time I watched the episode, I don't know if my, if my... DVR skipped. You know, if I had it was bad weather or something or something, I didn't see that until I watched it when they did the behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, where was this in my episode? I didn't see this. Nope. If I if my DVR skipped something because I no, I didn't get up and leave the room. Hello, Walking Dead is on. Yeah. Watch it. But yeah, and I always watch it. I I watch it um, after it airs and forward past all the commercials. So I don't want to wait. Yep. So, but yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even remember, what? I know he died. Yeah, it's, it was shocking. It was one of those, like, the scene goes, like, they're stuck in a revolving elevator. Again, anybody, if you haven't watched it, shame on you, because, I mean, why aren't you watching The Walking Dead as it's on, or within the week? Yeah. And we got our two hero characters, Glenn and Noah, stuck in one of the little pie sections of the door and on the other side is this this wormy only out to save himself character he'd already once an episode totally ditched somebody which to be fair that guy was done for anyways but it sounds like that's this guy's deal is when the going gets tough he pushes in front of the tough and he gets going mm-hmm. so they're f- trying to figure out a way to on one side of the door is a whole bunch of zombies so if one they let one guy out, the other two go in with the zombies and vice versa. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out a way, which they had guns. I don't know why they didn't just shoot the glass and then get out. But, but I suppose then the zombies would just pour out anyways. Ammo. Yeah. The reason why they didn't use them. Yeah. So they're trying to get out, and the wormy guy managed to push his side open just enough, and they the zombies grab Noah and pull him in. And then the door kind of slams back, so our our favorite character, Glenn, is safe. So that alone, I'm like, oh, well, there goes Noah. And then all of a sudden it happened. Right against the glass, face against the glass, there's Noah looking at him like, well, 
this is happening and you're going to have to watch. And it was a horrendously violent death. Cheek ripped off all this. Oof. Couldn't do it. Um, made for amazing television and a good arc for the story and a brutal but powerful way for the actor to, to leave the show. The reason he was killed off is because he has a new job. Um, he's going to have like a new CSI or L.A. law or something. One of those. In criminal minds. He should have stuck with Walking Dead in my opinion because there's only one Walking Dead and there's like 80 of those crime group shows. Oh, don't talk, don't bash the crime shows. There's too many of them. Stop it. There's too many, Ange. Shush. They're the oh. Nicholas Sparks of, oh, God, of TV show. They're like Tyler Perry. There's this... Every channel, there's one. <laughs> what does that guy do? He just sits and writes shows. I know. It's like almost like the joke they had about... Um, was it... I can't remember if it was Simpsons made the joke about Family Guy, or Family Guy made the joke about The Simpsons, about a dartboard of people, topics, and animals. Uh, I think it was South Park did something like that for Family Guy, where... Or they threw darts at the dartboard, and it was, Peter has lunch with a manatee. You're so close. The original one on South Park was a big aquarium with a bunch of beach balls in it, or like weighted balls that were person place in an event and a manatee would literally go down pick up a ball and drop it out of the cup and they would say like when brian had lunch with the ayatollah okay. and then also they showed the little scene you had it like your brain knew and it was working through it that was kind of fun to to, to hear <laughs> um all right uh yeah we're just gonna get into the the main idea of the show uh, since we love to do reboots, remakes, recasts, uh, we debated about doing Clue, and I started working on a pretty sweet cast for Clue, but then we kind of realized that that might be a little too obscure. It's on Netflix, everybody. Give it a shot. I have to it's, watch. It's fun. It's a fun 80s movie. 80s, right? Late 80s? 80s, yeah. It's fun. Amazing cast. Fun story. As far as games based off of a board game, movies based off a board game, it's Clue is it. Everything else is garbage. Yep. Everything else is Battleship. Like, literally, the movie is so bad. <laughs> I say that like I saw it. I just know it was bad. I didn't see it. That's me being very judgmental. Maybe unfairly. Never. I don't think so. I, I, think, I think I'm right on. Uh, you can take that to heart. Who was 1985? 1985. Yeah. I was four. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> but I only cast a couple people. I cast, um, oh my gosh, uh, Miss White. Already. I had her cast. Love her. We're, we're going to cast that one. I want everybody to maybe listen just to watch it. Uh, Miss White. Homework. Uh, Yvette. Um,. Oh my gosh. I thought I had a couple more, but maybe I just had those three. No, yeah, you had Colonel Mustard. Oh, no. and Colonel Mustard, that was the other one. I love that Colonel that Mustard. Was that was the one you gave me. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, oh, okay. So, but uh, yeah, we'll have to check it out. Um, I have my Mr. Green. That's all See, I that's what I'm stuck on. I was trying to do him next. Which is ironic. I just said I'm, I, I, I was going to do Mr. Green next. When you watch the movie, you'll get the joke. Um... <laughs> 
So yeah, we're gonna recast uh, Weird Science. Um, and as I was saying before, before Power Grammo ripped my voice out, that uh, my cast of I think eight characters took twenty minutes. Once I got two or three key characters filled, it just steamrolled. Um, and I I tried to explain how I cast a movie is it's almost like a the, what was that called? The sticker playset, sticker form or whatever, where you have like a picture of a kitchen and you put the characters in and make, okay, now they go over here and now they're over here and they have a cake. And then you, when you're done, you just put the little sticker forms in the bag and you put the thing back in the bag. And then 10 years later, you can bring it out and sticks again. Like that's, I take actors and visually in my head, I'm sticking them in and out of scenes with my two or three main characters until I find all the ones that fit. Um, and that's literally how I do it every single time I want to reboot a movie. I, I take a key role and I find something that's perfect for that, and then I build it around that. Like this one I built around Lisa. She was my key character, and then it just – and some characters I picked out. I'm like, yep, that one. No, no, he's not going to be him. He's going to be this character instead. So I I put a lot of work into it while I sit on my keister – and get no money for it. I I feel like sometimes my cast and in your cast, the ones we come up with, would be great for remakes. We should become producers. I could do this for a living. I think. I won the lottery. That's what I'm doing. You gonna be a producer? Yep. Let's I'm do gonna, it. Yep. I'm gonna contact. Um. There's a big movie producer who live in Minnesota. That's where I'm starting. I have it planned out. Um. Devin did send me a message. He does have a pick for Gary Wyatt and Lisa. So we will read those online. Really? Talk about underperforming there, Devin. Uh, well, to be fair, when I posted the question, I said for the main roles. And I, I think I was even specific to who would you pick for the main three. So he did follow the rules. No bonus points, though, Devin. You did not overachieve. You achieved. Did you not achieved. overachieve. You did the work. Um, Finish your homework. And it's kind of funny, one of his characters I almost cast. I just wanted to make sure yeah, I didn't cast anybody else. I might have to Google um, who this other fella is. Um, should we start like with Max and Ian and then work our way up to like... Should we do Devin Hilly next or Chet? Deb and Hilly. Let's do Max, Ian, Deb, Hilly, Chet, and then... Alright. So everybody, if you're uh, not driving, obviously don't grab your phone and load up IMDB, but if you're at a computer, tablet, what have you, I'll give you a second to uh, type in imdb.com so you can do a little search. Uh, That's one thing I did say before I redid the website. There is now officially a page for our um, reboots and casts. Um called casting call it's on the on the the home page there you click the link boom and i'll have the movies and who myself angie or whoever the guests of the show are um who they picked for the roles uh the next step of that is i have to listen to literally every single episode that we did of reboot on and write down all the names <laughs> why well, I, I might have little notes around so them yeah that. if if you have that i'll get a hold of the other guys or if any amazing listeners are really bored and want to do a lot of work for the minimalist amount of 
I'm going to give you a shout out and want to write down the names. Send them to nerdmode42 at gmail.com. This is asking a lot. I just found my uh, Monster Squad one. Okay. I think I have that on my phone still. I'll, I'll sweeten the deal. Mm, I have an idea. A sentence I never thought I'd say. I have a surplus of Groot socks. <laughs> I have literally three pairs of Groot dress socks from Loot Crate. The third pair isn't even opened. Whoever does this for me can have them. Send me, send me your info. You don't have to do every movie, just a few from the earlier episodes, maybe. Um, and you can have yourself a pair of Groot dress socks. They're actually pretty cool. I wore my pair. I kind of like it. Now I got to throw on some khaki shorts, some flip flops when I wear them. I will post that online. That will be a thing. I'll do that as well. If you uh, send, how many movies do you think we cast? Five, six, seven? It's got to be close to seven. Seven to ten? Yeah. All right. If somebody sends me five movies cast, like if you listen to my episodes, or if some crazy person just happened to have done it on their own, I shouldn't say crazy, dedicated, devoted, adored fan, wrote this down, sent it to me. You will get a pair of Groot socks if you get all of them, collect them all, send them to me. You will get Groot socks. Plus, I will take a picture mowing the lawn with Groot socks, flip flops, khaki shorts, and a John Cena t-shirt. Yeah. I know some people, namely Devin, that would love to see that. I don't know if he'd go through the work, though, but sorry, Gwen and Annabelle, this is going to happen. Steph, you need to take the picture. I apologize to my family. But I, I want to see if this gets anywhere. I did the, something big like this a while back, and I still have to make this shirt, so I am sorry, Erin. I do owe her a nerd mode shirt because she proved she was the nerdiest fan. Um, this I will follow through with. Just gotta get listening, jot down some names for me. I don't think it's gonna happen because that is asking a lot of a fan to give them a pair of socks and a picture of me wearing a pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous contest ever. All right, it's gonna, it's a thing. No time limit. If you can do it before I do it, how's that sound? There you go. All right, so let's start with Ian. In that time, we must have gotten IMDb loaded. Um, I kind of want to turn on... Oh, my Kindle. Is my Kindle battery dead? What do you think? Well, going back really quick, we did six recasts. That's just with us. Um, I did one with uh, Tom and Brad. We actually did, like, three things on that one. Um, Yeah. We did three, too, it was. We did Labyrinth, Ghostbusters, and the Batman movie. Yep, and then uh, I did, um, oh my gosh, Deadpool, Teen Titans, and Spawn with Tom and Brad. So if I thought about it hard enough, I could probably remember my picks, but it's it's my co-host. That's the problem, is remembering theirs. Um, so anybody that wants to help out with that, like I said, if you can give me five, you get a pair of... These are unworn Groot socks, mind you. <laughs> um, 
if you do all of them, you'll get the socks. But it has to be posted. Like, you have to get there first. Like, if one person sends me five and another one sends me five, well, some of you will get partially worn green socks. I know I've got two pairs. One I wore, one I didn't. I'll figure out. <laughs> Is this what it's like for celebrities when, like, a female celebrity wants to sell a bra on eBay? Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's this exactly. is like the nerd man version of that. I've got Groot socks that I only wore once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Socks too that you don't wear. What's that? Don't you have Deadpool socks too? I gave those to Steph because they're they look super girly. The Groot <laughs> ones are like dress socks. Like I haven't even really opened my last loot crates. So I don't even know what they look like. Um, they're pretty cool, and it's got Baby Groot and it says I am Groot. You know. And, um, those are like dress sock style. Okay. The Deadpool ones are a real thin fabric and they're really tall. So you put on, it's like you're wearing leggings and because they're so thin, they become pink instead of red. <laughs> um, so Devin, if you want Deadpool socks, you can have, um, my pair, I guess, or I can get you a pair cause my mom has hers and or my, I think dad even got a pair of them. He's most likely not going to wear Deadpool socks. So Devin, you got some pretty sweet gams. Just throw those Deadpool socks on there for you. See how that looks. Um, okay. That's enough of that silliness. I'm almost getting a headache. That's so silly. Um, who... Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, I have, do you want to do... I have trivia for you. Oh, my gosh. I don't have any trivia. I'm sorry. No, it's I have weird science trivia. Okay, interesting. All right. Just, I'll just do a couple. Um, okay. Anthony Michael Hall passed on starring in this sequel to be in Weird Science. The sequel. Um, can I ask, was he in the first? Yes, he was. He was in the first. Uh, was it... Um, which came first? Pretty in Pink was first, right? I believe so, yeah. So the sequel to that was... Oh, no, Sixteen Candles was first. And I Pretty in Pink was a sequel, right? Yeah. Or am I backwards? They're not, they're not connected to each other. Oh. Did I just ruin your John Hughes universe? They're not connected. They're. I just kind of assumed they were, because it's Molly Ringwald, and she's... They're different characters, though. It's kind of a bummer if she wasn't in St. Emil's Fire. It's not a Samuel's Fire, because that wasn't really a prequel, a sequel. No. It was just a Brat Pack idea. Uh, what was he in that there was a sequel of? You're going to be so mad if you don't get it. It's like right there, I'm sure. He was in the first one. Yeah, he was in the first one. And then they made a sequel. Yeah, and he... he oh! Uh, um, National Lampoon's Vacation. He passed on starting in European vacation to be in this movie. Good call. I was like, oh, you're going to be so mad if you don't get this. Although he would have been the first one to be in, like, two... Well, tech... Yeah, yeah, he would have been. It only happened one other time, and technically it didn't count, because it was the... The summer vacation, whatever, with Cousin Eddie. Audrey, the original Audrey was in that one. Yeah. All right, well, I got it, so I, it just took me a while to work through my... DVD rack there. <laughs> <laughs> your, your internal... My DVD. internal DVD rack. <laughs> um, 
Okay, where was my other one? What was the name of their high school? I want to say Shermer because that was. I can't remember that one. I have to. I immediately have to tap out. <laughs> Dang, you got it. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Shermer High. Shermer High School. It's yeah, it's Shermer, Illinois. There is no Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> wow, sweet. See, I wish I had trivia for you. I didn't even think about that. It's been so long. Yeah, I know. I thought I should have. We should have trivia in here. I'll just take a couple things. Okay, I have a nice. Here's a nice little factoid. Kelly LeBrock's character was inspired inspired by Apple Computer's first GUI computer, the Apple Lisa. Oh, neat. Graphic <laughs> user interface computer. So it was one that actually had graphics on it. I'm gonna try and come up with a random one. Two characters in. Weird Science okay. appeared in two separate franchise films that take place in deserts. I'll give you that much. That take place in deserts? Yes. Or I could even go, instead of the deserts, three characters appeared in three separate franchise films. You should be able to do this one because it's about the actors and what other franchises they've been in. See, this feels like, off the top of my head, a really difficult one. Yeah, I'm, like, trying to... Well, I know Robert Downey Jr. account as being in a franchise. I'm thinking more 80s franchise, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean... Yeah, because he's been in, I mean, the Avengers and stuff, so technically I could almost say four, but that's getting to be a bit much. Yeah, so I'm like, ooh. 80s franchise films. We'll say that. Um... Okay. But I'm worried I'm wording it to the point where it's almost too difficult. I'm kind of like going, what? I know, like, the weird biker guy with the weird fate head yeah. was in 80s movies, right? Yep. Which, uh, do you know which, spe- I'm thinking of a specific <laughs> one. Guys, is the movies he was in. Yep, so that's one, and that counts as a franchise, because there's one and two, and then they also did the reboot and a sequel to that. Well, then in my research, the head biker was in the, um... um uh, the Mad Max movies. Yep, that's two. It's one more. Uh, and we... Oh, see, I want to give you more tips. Um, is it a main character? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. You were so close. You did awesome, though. Uh, Bill Paxton was an alien. That wasn't in the desert, though. That's why I, when I said that, I'm like, well, we could get rid of the desert thing. Oh, okay. And then there'd be three. I missed that. I was too busy no, thinking. That's okay. You did awesome. Well, I'm going to count that. Like, no. For a totally random, incredibly difficult question. <laughs> well, um, I know we always talk about that weird biker guy, because when, I think it was John Carpenter said he's the sweetest man you will ever mm-hmm. meet. Super intelligent. Rob Zombie said the same thing, because he was in... um. Devil's Rejects. He said he's a super nice guy. He's just the nicest man you'll ever meet. Hate to lose my teaching job. He just scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get this uh, reboot rolling here. Um, and for me, the the rule rule of thumb is always is we're not just making a reboot to make like a 
the word gritty, I hate. What a gritty reboot. We're not doing that. We're not making a raunchy teen sex comedy. Bare bones. Keep it as true as possible to the original. Updated themes. Um, and a, a new new cast of characters that fit today's world. So that's when I cast a movie, that's what I go with. I don't think of like, you know, when they decide, like, we're going to reboot Adventures in Babysitter and Babysitting. And it's going to have the kid from Superbad and it's going to be a raunchy sex comedy. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're not rebooting Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and calling it Due Date and putting Robert Downey Jr. in it. And he's just a jerk that you want to punch in the face for a while. Oh, we're not dumb. doing that. It was dumb. It's it's stupid. The exact same story, just bad. It's not nearly as good. Not nearly as good. So we, we don't. I don't do that. I'm sure Angie doesn't. I want to make a good movie with something that I hold dear. So I'm going to put a cast. And that's what I told Devin, too, when he asked if it's somebody that he would put in it or Hollywood. I'm like, who would you put in it? Make it a movie for you, not for Hollywood. Hollywood's staying out of this. So They're busy with their own stuff. They got all their other crappy reboots they're going to do. Which is a part of the conversation that you guys will never hear. Yeah. Well, if if we want to cover that after this show, because that's when I realized, so it got a little distracted that it wasn't recording. Yeah. Um, this one is recording. It says recording file size, and that file size is getting bigger and bigger as we go. <laughs> um, and we'll do nerd recommendations and pick our, our favorite 80s movie that somebody everybody has to see. Okay. Just some random movie that we like and... Oof, I already know mine. And we should reboot it. I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. It'd be it would work. It would work in today's climate. Okay. Let's start this off. Um I'll I will act surprised when you say what it is. You'll be surprised. Okay. Um we're gonna cast Ian, who was originally played by Robert Downey Jr. as kind of the little toady to Mad Max. They call him Mad Max. Ah Mad yeah, Max Mad came Max back. Really good looking guy of the two, you know, in yeah. the and then he was the plucky sidekick. And now when you look at him now, the actor who played Max is kind of like, ooh, didn't do well. And Robert, you're like, wow, you did really well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He aged amazingly well. Witchcraft, I tell you, it's witchcraft. Yes, the same with Bill Paxton being 60 right now. He's 30 in this movie. All right, Ian, uh, who did you pick? I picked, one second, let me get his, my phone to come on. I actually put it in my phone. I didn't use paper. I'm old school, guys. I like to put everything on a piece of paper. I have a note. She likes but to kill a tree when she casts a movie. No, I didn't kill it. It's been killed oh. when I got to it. Okay. I cast Asia Butterfield. Asia Butterfield. I was kind of eyeing him, but I put him in a couple movies already. Yeah, I hadn't yet. For the person that's working on Groot Socks, I cast him as Robin in Teen Titans because... The dude looks like Robin. No, I kind of was looking at him like, hmm. But you'd, you'd pick him as like a kind of a bully character? Well, no, he's the nerdy one. The one that's not really the follower. I have a bully character. See, my opinion, the way I saw it was Robert Downey Jr. was a bully, but he was more of the follower bully. He wasn't instigator. Like in the old Looney Tunes with the giant uh, bulldog, there was a little yippy one? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's exactly how I look at it. Yep. I picked uh, Alexander Gould who played uh, one of the sons on Weeds, the the younger of the two. So if you do a little goo, G-O-U-L-D. And he fits, like, this is what I got really excited about. 
they fit the age brackets for what the actors' actual ages were. Like, almost every that, character... Got close to... Oh, okay, I can see that, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's who I picked. Alexander Gould as Ian, the... And, but I think my bullies would be more of, like, pop-collar polo shirt type now. Back then, it was like... I, they had, like, the leather jackets and the fingerless glove kind of thing. Like, that's not a thing anymore. I, I imagine them with, like... The pop collar, the messy hair, the, probably the aviators, which might even be dating me. Is that still a look? I think it is. I think so. One of them's got, like, a uh, Realtree camo. Oh, he was Nemo, Chuck. Huh? He was Nemo. He was Nemo. Finding Nemo, and you made him a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Touch the pot. That movie looks great on Blu-ray. Anyways, <laughs> um, Devin didn't have a pick for that. He went for the main three, so we'll work up to Devin's picks. I did peek at them. Luckily, they don't match mine. We'll see if they match Angie's. I'm curious, since she already Angie already picked somebody that I was already eyeballing. Like, he was almost my Wyatt, Asia Butterfield. So that's why I was like, oh, you picked him as a bully, huh? I picked him as one of the heroes. All right, um, next up, Max. <coughs> oh, I should have hit my my mute. Sorry. Um, I picked Dylan Minette. He was the bully in Let Me In. See, I cast him in a movie too. Oh, did you? Yeah, he was in uh, Breakfast Club. He's my. I think I picked him as Bender. Did you really? I think so. Yeah. Because okay. again, I was switching it up a little bit. Because see, my I remember my Breakfast Club cast went older. Yours went younger. yeah. Mine was more of college breakfast club. He was in Alexander, and he was awesome in that. So, See, I looked at him, too, but I was like, nope, I already cast him as something else. I This one, I, I think everyone is a new cast for me. I think I went totally... I don't think anybody's been in anything else. So don't worry, there's going to be, like, Chloe Moretz in here. Oh, I haven't... Every- She's got a few movie breaks. She'll, she'll show up again, I'm sure. Everybody I cast, I've never cast before. I haven't. Um, I don't know. I might be butchering this fellow's name. Um, Elar Coltrane for Max. He was in Boyhood. Uh, he played the boy. Um, if you look at him, he looks like he could be Max. Kind of creeps me out. Yeah, but that guy kind of creeps you out. He's he looks like he's a vampire that can walk in the day. I think it's the he's got a really big forehead. He's got a very long face. Yeah, I don't know. And he doesn't keep his eyebrows apart. He doesn't manscape well enough for you? Manscape enough for me. Good grief. So, I sound so superficial right now. I'm sorry. But he's <laughs> awesome. If you haven't seen... Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen Boyhood, you got to at least check it out. Yeah, he's a very Just actor, cinematically, the undertaking they did with that movie. I, I could gush about it. I already talked about it once. Um... And then when you're done with that, go ahead and watch uh, Before Sunrise, because that's one of Linklater's first movies, and it looks like you could just end at Boyhood and just go right into that movie. It's kind of trippy. <laughs> um, but that's who I picked for my Max. Because he's kind of about that same age, and seriously, the not to sound like I, I'm gushing, but the smile that they both have is stinking identical between Max and this fella. So that's who I pick. Although okay. he's getting to that age where he's almost too old for the role, but he could yeah. probably still play like a senior in high school. 
Yeah, a couple of mine have, are kind of tipping at yep. times. But... Um, so we were doing, should we do Hilly next? <laughs> Hilly I had a hard time with. See, Hilly was the first one I cast. Uh, who did you pick? Ariel Winter. That's pretty good. Yep, she plays Alex on Modern Family. Yep, I could see that. Yep. I almost went with, um, uh, let me see if I can remember, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, who plays Arya Stark. I thought about her, too. She the perfect like- age. I almost went with her, but then, while I was doing the... Uh, I'm sorry, you had something to say there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just said um, I almost went with her, too. She was going to be my dad, but I thought, no. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm saving her for something else down the road. I'm sure I'll find a, a role for her. My girls have two different looks, and Ariel and Maisie kind of have the same look. Yeah, I, I, I stuck with the look, too, like mm-hmm. hair color and everything for my characters. I went with Kara Hayward, who was awesome in Moonrise Kingdom. Um, again, just the right age. I think she would... Uh, oh, yeah, I could see I it. I think she could play Hilly. Um, name is spelled pretty much how it sounds. Kara, K-A-R-A, Hayward. Um, another movie, if you guys haven't seen... Moonrise Kingdom, it's great. <laughs> Wes Anderson is so f- quirky. See, you like quirky movies. I have a hard time with quirky movies. He's got to get together with Zoe De Chanel. They can make the quirkiest movie ever. <laughs> um, talk about that at work. We can talk about that later, but I'll explain that later. Uh, Deb is one of my my tentpole characters. I had something in mind. Deb and Lisa were the main ones. Everybody else, I had I built literally around. Oh, and Chet. Uh, were my main three, and I built the rest of the movie around those three. Which seems weird since Gary and Wyatt are the main characters, but they're like the last two I cast. Yeah. Um, for Deb, I picked Ellie Fanning. Oh, Elle Fanning? Or oh, Elle? Did she go by Elle, Elle or Ellie? It's but probably... She... But, I mean, or it's actually her name isn't... It's Mary, but... Yeah. She Dakota's by... little sister. She goes by Elle Fanning. Who's in a lot more movies than Dakota now. I almost cast her, too. But I thought, no... She was in uh, We Bought a Zoo. Awesome. <laughs> she was in Maleficent. Awesome. I actually said it right. It didn't take me three tries to say it. I don't know why I can't say that. Maleficent? Okay. Yeah, I have a hard time saying it. Maleficent? I don't know why. I can't pronounce it very well. I actually did it twice in a row. Nice. It's a tough one. I don't know why I have trouble saying it. All right, now my... My Deb is completely different. I went totally different with her. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking her up right now because I'm not sure if I'm going to say her name right. I probably just going to get really close. She goes by Zendaya. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's literally just her one name. Yeah, you yeah. did go totally different. I'm going to go different. I'm going to go different. The girls will like that one. They like her. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, She's big in the Disney... Yeah. Dizzy and Nickelodeon scene. Yep. But she's the right age, and I, I just looked at her, and I'm like, you know what? I Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna. Why cast not? Her. Go for it. Yeah, so I cast her. Yeah, I don't know if it's Zendaya or Zendaya. I think it's Zendaya. It doesn't matter. She's the one I wanted to I, I cast, so there you go. I like it. Yeah. Dif- different, uh, different angle, but that's always fun to do. Uh-huh. Like I did with Inigo Montoya. Oh, yeah. I went a totally different route. Again. I love more than mine. Yeah, who did you end up picking? I'm trying to remember. Uh, It's another freebie for... uh... I don't remember. 
Um, I have that note anywhere. <laughs> so I'm not sure what we're book. All right. How about Chet? Chet, my big my big name is is my Chet. Well, my Lisa's pretty big too, but I went by age, going kind of by how he would be, how old he'd be in real life if this was real, you know, compared to Wyatt. I picked Zac Efron. I think he could play mean. Oh, he he would be a good Chet, actually. Mean, really. (laughs) Guy, he has very good comic timing. I that'd be good. I uh, I went more meathead looking. Okay. Um, because that's the main thing I took away from Chet was he was just a meathead. Yep. That he probably didn't do well in school, so he joined the military and did all that, and then did well because he's a meathead. He's a bully, and this was one of the only characters or actors that I'm not too familiar with their work. Um, I think you you'll know their work. I chose Kellen Lutz because the guy is just a giant square. (laughs) He's he's his muscles have muscles. He's got a big square head and I could easily see him bullying anyone around for whatever reason. Yep. So that's why I went with I think I'm saying his name Kellen Lutz. I think so. Pretty. It's pretty close. Pretty close. I mean, his his uh, biography doesn't say how to pronounce his first name. So yeah, they don't really do that. They should have like a little button you press and it'll kind of help us out. His name is pronounced and then they have it phonetically spelled out, so you can get it. But so yeah, he's he was one of the first. Uh, my Lisa was first, and then my dad, and then Chet. That's the order, and then I it just to picked the girls, I just pictured them next to the other characters, and I just spiraled scene from scene down the road. I do have a lot of fun doing this. It's kind of ridiculous, actually, how much I enjoy <laughs> recasting movies. Um, see, now I'm looking at pictures, I'm like, yep, that's my chat. Yep. Alright, so now we're getting into the mix where Devin has some picks. Okay. Uh, are we going to build up to Lisa, or... Yeah, Lisa we do Wyatt next. Yeah, Lisa will be the last one we do. All right, Devin's pick for Wyatt, and I the name looks familiar. I'm gonna get ready here. Jay Barshell. Let me. Uh, it's Jay. J A Y. That's the guy from um, How to Train Your Dragon. This is the end. Um, oh, he is good. He, yeah, I wanted to hi- I wanted to cast him, but he was too old. Yeah, that see if what when if, we first started, um, my Wyatt, if we'd done this six years ago, I even approached that question if we should do. But yeah, I like, high school aged, yeah, or college aged, um, because that changes kind of the feel of what they can do in the movie, and exactly. we both agreed we're gonna stick high school age. But, um, no, but definitely, if this took place in a college year. Oh yeah. Um, Jay. I, well, again, I'm not sure I'm saying it. You know, you're gonna go. Oh my gosh! When you when you hear mine, because I looked at Jay Barsh, whatever Barshell, how you say his name. Mm-hmm. I Wyatt looks like they could be related. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, do you want to say yours? Yeah, sure. Um, I pick. Here, I'm gonna bring his biography up really quick so I can name anything he's been in. Um, I cast Cody Smith McKee. McKee? McKee? McPhee? 
McPhee. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He was in one of my movies too. Was he? He was the little boy in Let Me In, and he's. Yeah, he's my Beast Boy from in Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, he. That's uh, awesome. He is really good, though. Adam, yeah, I thought, oh my god, this is like, yep, that's that's my Wyatt right there. Yeah, and it's uh, Cody K O D I, I think. K O D I, yep. Yep, Smith McPhee. He'd be a good Wyatt. Yep. That's he also could almost be a Gary too, like. Oh, it's kind but of... he's just awkward looking enough. Gary was kind of the handsome of the two. Yeah, he's the one that the confident one, the one with you know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's kind of funny that the cast are kind of circling around each other. Yeah. So he's your Wyatt, but he's my Beast Boy. Wait a minute. See, nobody understands that because that happened like three times in the. Ah. I kept linking up all my little nerd worlds together with actors and characters, and now it's just falling apart. Um, I chose Max Burkholter. Um, almost picked him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really almost picked him. And he is just the right age now for it. When I first saw him, like, I don't know. He's on Parenthood. He plays, ironically, Max, but he's aged since then. I forget that because I watched it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, he's still nine. No, he's not nine anymore. He's 17. Like, yep. um, and then I was like, so when I pick a character like that, I'm like, okay, how would he look next to this other girl? Like when they're having the smooch scene, like that fits, that works. Okay. I can handle that. Um, I wish he cut his hair though. Yeah. I hate the long, but hair. that's almost a Wyatt hairstyle now. I know, but no, he was in the purge too, or the purge also. And that's why I pictured him when I said, I'm like, no, he's not my Wyatt. No, not your Wyatt? No. All right. Who's your Wyatt? I told you my Wyatt. I mean Gary. I mean, who's your Gary? Oh, wait, let's say De- Devin's Gary first. Uh, and he, he picked somebody I almost picked, too. So that's kind of cool. Dave Franco. Except Dave Franco is almost my max. Dave. Okay, I'm making sure I got the right Franco. <laughs> there wasn't another Franco out there. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, he was almost my max. He ended up being uh, Devin's he could, Gary. He could be Chet real easy, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty close to Chet, too. I mean, he's kind of across the board. Um, I, I, I love that, especially us three, that so many similar characters, we got so close to casting. Great minds, I tell you, nerd mode, we're, we're a hive mind now. Yeah, we are. It's becoming a, a collective, like the Borg. <laughs> but instead of, like, cool little eye bits, we might have, like, an earbud or an iPad. <laughs> so really nothing like the Borg, because we don't even have a big square spaceship. At best, I've got two TARDIS cookie jars. And they're not bigger on the inside. They're... A fraction smaller. <laughs> um, all right, so like, who is your Gary? My Gary is Joel Courtney. Joel Courtney. He was the main kid in Super 8. I looked at him, but I just couldn't quite place him. <laughs> Funny. He was only, he was one of my Wyatts. I was like, ah, I got close. Um, I found uh, my my Gary. And I got pretty excited because I'm familiar with a couple of this guy's works now. Um, 
I didn't realize he was in push, though. Colin Ford. So, I kind of broke one of my rules, which is I do my best to not have two actors that were in a movie together, but I actually severely tanked that when I cast Teen Titans because I had Cody Smith-McPhee and Chloe Moretz, who were in Let Me In, and I also had Asia Butterfield, who was with Chloe Moretz and Hugo. So it's not a solid rule, but I do my best. <laughs> you um, don't do it on purpose. Colin Ford was in We Bought a Zoo, played the boy, and he was awesome in it. He was also in Push, apparently, and I can't remember that. Um, he did some animated stuff. Uh, he was in Supernatural. I mean, he's been in a bunch. And for me, I look like, yep, that's that's just Generations Gary. His girlfriend in We Bought a Zoo was Ellie Fanning. <laughs> so in this movie, his girlfriend will, in fact, be Ellie Fanning. But that's okay because it works for like Kevin Smith and guys like that all the time. So I don't feel too bad about it. But I, I didn't realize that until all of a sudden I looked like, wait a minute. I did it again. <laughs> you all, you know how many times we cast? You know how hard it'd be not to mix them up. Yeah, and I do my best. And like I said, this one is, I haven't cast any of these guys in any other movies. Maybe I have and I'm just forgetting, but I really don't think I did. And I did my best to not mix too much, so just the two. I did have to change one character, and I'll tell you why in a minute when we get to our Lisa's. Um, let me load up Devin's Lisa. Oh, actually, I remember. It's Eliza Dushku. Uh, I like yeah, I like that, too. She'd be, like, one of the big names for Devin's. No, I'm, I'm a... I'm all for that. Uh, I like I like Devin's main three. Uh, maybe he'll have a rebuttal and cast the remaining five. Um, when he has more time. To when he has more time. I kind of sprung it on him today or yesterday, and then he responded today, and then like literally as we started recording or sort of recording the episode, um, I said, oh, do you have your picks? And he sent them my way. So cool. Thank you, Devin. Um, I'm, do you want to hear my lease or do you want to do yours? I chose Jennifer Lawrence. I I thought about that too. Yep, that's why I picked. I I kind of went across the board. I'm like, eh. So that made me have to recast my Chet because I originally chose uh, um, Liam Hemsworth as Chet. But then I hit that that mode. Like, well, they are in a big movie side by side. I really can't. Uh... And I almost went with uh, Thor. Christopher Helmsworth as Chet, too. But I was like, no, he's too old. And he's <laughs> Thor. And he's Thor. People are like, what's Thor doing in that, that blue kitchen? <laughs> Why your kitchen is blue? <laughs> it's a missile in my house, Gary. A missile! A missile in my house, Gary! Do, do, do. <laughs> All right. What a ridiculous, like, let's make the kitchen blue. All right, I got to hear your, uh, your Lisa. My computer is freezing up, so hopefully it doesn't record your recording. My Lisa, I went British because Kalila Brock was British. I went Karen Gillian. Oh, that was good. Yep. I thought, I'm like, yep, that's the one. That's an interesting take. Because in the, in the original movie, they talk, Deb and Hillier talk about her. She's very, you know, she's 
she's British, so when she's like, when, even when she burps, it's charming. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I went with. That I also have to, have to close my browser. It's, it's gonna screw up my computer. I wonder if Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Lawrence can do a British accent. Probably. She can do anything. She really can. I'm not screwing anything up. Hope you can see her with me. My computer's acting up now. I like that pick, too. Okay, good. Skype's still working. Yep, you're coming through just fine. So it didn't stutter at all. Did you see the movie Oculus with her in it? No, you told me about it, though. That it, was... It, was, it was good. It was a little weird. It's probably one of the first WWE movies I ever saw, though. I kind of skipped all those, but that one I checked out. It wasn't bad. Very was trippy. The... WWE movie that I didn't think was too bad. I'll flip it up now. It was like nine with John Cena in them. I, and yes, I do own a John Cena t-shirt for the oh. people. That was one of my previous bets that I lost and didn't do. This one I will do, though. Was that uh, I, I bet that CM Punk was going to beat The Undertaker's streak. And if he didn't, I was going to go out and fold John Cena regalia with... Uh, Cargo shorts and John Cena hat. And that just never happened because that was too backstage heat. I don't think anybody even saw. <laughs> yeah, I lucked out on that one. Thank God we didn't have many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like our cast. So to recap, mine, Ian, Alexander Gould, Max, Eler, Coltrane. That's a good name, Coltrane. Oh, I should change my last name to Charlie Coltrane. Uh, Hilly, Kara Hayward, Deb, Ellie Fanning, Chet, Kellen Lutz. This doesn't count for anybody that's going to get the, the list, though, because I'm going to have this one. <laughs> um, Deb, L Fanning, Ellie, we'll find out on that one. Chet, Kellen Lutz, I said him already. Wyatt, Max Burkholder, Gary, played by Colin Ford, and Lisa... Brought to you by Jennifer Lawrence. I also kind of thought about like Scarlet, those real like other famous ones. I even thought about Emma Watson. I was pretty close, but she's kind of right at that age where she looks like she'd go to school with the guys rather than. Yeah, I thought that. I almost cast her too. I'm like, no. Yeah, I kind of. She was. She's on there. She's gonna end up with something too. I'm sure. Oh yeah. She'll be Mrs. Peacock just for fun. <laughs> no, you can make her um, Yvette. No, I already have my Yvette. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I have my Yvette, Colonel Mustard. I thought I had Mr. Body, but then I forgot who it was because I did it at work and didn't write it down. I know. I was doing that today while I was packing. I was packing for the last hour, and I was thinking, okay, I got to do this tonight, so who am I going to... So I was running through people in my brain. I'm like, no, no. So I did all mine when I got home. Yeah, that's I ended up doing that too. I cast a couple of the main ones, but I started the Clue one. That was one we weren't sure if we we're gonna do Clue or uh, Weird Science. Mm-hmm. Um, so then a quick run through Devons um, for Lisa. He chose Elijah Dushku, which I am all for. Um, for Wyatt J. Barshell, which again I'm all for. And Dave Franco is Gary. He did the more like the college years, I think. Which, again, would be a totally, incredibly viable version of the story. 
thought about going older. I'm like, nope, I'm going to do high school because that's what, yeah. well, that's, they were high school kids, so. All right, my rundown uh, for my Lisa, Alien. My Wyatt, Cody Smith McPhee. I don't know why yep. I can't say that. Uh, Gary, Joel Courtney. Chet was Zach Efron. Max, Dylan Minette. Uh, Ian was Asa Butterfield. Deb Zendaya. And Hilly was Ariel Winter. Yeah, see, I like yours. See, it would have been funny if I went with one of my other, my, my secondary pick for Deb was going to be uh, the actress Bella Thorne, who is in a, it's sad that I know this, but it's because of the girls, a show called Shake It Up with Zendaya. That's where she got her, they both kind of got their breaks there. I thought about her. And the funny part about that is that she played the girlfriend to your Max in Alexander. Oh, really? <laughs> Just goes all across the board. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Could tell I, I end up watching a lot of the family movies now. Yeah, you can tell that. <laughs> I like the last three movies that I've purchased or rented were all family movies and kid movies. So I'm a grown up. Because they weren't for me; it was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, WWE movie that I watched it was um, No One Lives. That was okay. Oh, I thought about seeing that one, but it kind of seemed like there's a spoiler right in the title there. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the other movie, was it, like, what's the guy, it's like the guy's name dies at the end? Yeah, like, Fred dies at the end or something like that, yeah. Like that. It is, oh, it's like the dog who saved Christmas. Oh, he saved it? Cool, we don't have to watch it now. Yep. There's, there's no, no worry. That dog right there on the cover, he saved it. Good, we're done. <laughs> um, and you said you, you wanted to... Do just talk about one one or two quick random eighties movies that people need to see. Yep. And yep. mine mine I want to reboot now, like right away. The moment I thought of it, I'm like, oh we gotta reboot that one. Um I have two and they actually could both be reboots. Maybe we'll do well, a lot of our movies are eighties movies though. We should try and like find a book or something or a video game to cast. A video game movie. Fun because we haven't really done one of those. Yeah. Because we do a lot of 80s movies, and for the listening base that isn't born in the 80s... That's what we grew up watching. Um, but both of these movies, I think, if we did a, an 80s reboot-a-thon, um, Night of the Comet. I knew it! <laughs> but that's not the one I got super excited about. Oh, okay. No. That one I just thought of now when I was thinking of another 80s movie. It's a really, really good zombie movie. Um, corny, dated very dated, but would make a great reboot, and I think it would like I said, the other one, this one would probably even better fit in today's uh, cinematic universe. Um, did you have one or two? No, go ahead. I, I'm still trying to narrow down the one I really want to do. The one I got really excited about that I think would be a fun movie is uh, Once Bitten. Oh, okay. Jim Carrey, it's a vampire movie. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be a decent one. I'm gonna have to work on a cast for that. How about how about uh, listeners? Another question for you: nerdmode42 at gmail.com. If a movie from your childhood, whether it's 80s, 90s, 70s, 
60s mom and dad, if you're listening, if you want to reboot a movie, what movie would it be? And if you want, you can give us a cast listing or just tell us to reboot the movie. Maybe we'll make that homework. So it could be a movie we've never seen. We'll have to watch it. Oh, there you go. I like that. This goes out to you too, Devin. Now, don't give us some horrible, horrible movie. Yeah, don't be mean. Come on. Like, don't ask me to reboot the ABCs of horror be- or of death because that was brutal and there's no way. <laughs> I talked to, uh, I, I remember I brought that up um, when Mike was on, that I had a hard time making it all the way through Z because it wasn't so much scary, it was just gory. Yeah. And really gross horror style stuff. I don't even want to get into it. Letter D was my favorite one. It was Dogfight. It sounds twisted, but it was actually a really cool story they told. So everybody listening, watch the D, then turn it off, because it just gets worse. Uh, <laughs> Mike was incredibly interested in uh, in watching this. It was like a challenge. And then he messaged me just a few days ago. Um, he must have been bored, because very often, it's not, we rarely chat. And then... Um, out of nowhere, we just had this conversation. Um, he said, Chuck, finally got around to watching the ABCs of Death last night. That movie was terrible. I was still on board until F, and then it seemed to get worse and worse. I finally gave up at Q. And I don't I don't uh, blame him at all. <laughs> and then I just found out my friend Georgia watched, apparently there's a sequel. I'm not going to bother. Was it The Numbers of Death? I think it's still ABC. The, the premise is neat, but it just, oof. Some of them were kind of funny, you know, some of them were kind of cool, and some were just disgusting. I mean, most of it, like, it was one of those, one of them I had to look away. It was just, it was just gross. So, Mike couldn't make it. I'm not offering a challenge to anybody. I, when I was done watching the movie, I didn't feel like I accomplished anything. I didn't feel like, yes, I made it. I was just like, yeah, I made it. I had that with that movie, did you ever see the movie VHS? I want to. It... It's supposed to be pretty scary. It's pretty scary, but there's some where you kind of go, ew. Yeah. ABC's of death was pretty much all ew. Like, creepy and dirty, and you just want to go, ugh. Because like, the... they're different stories woven together. So there's, you know, there's there's one little section, which there was one that was really cool um, with that girl they, like, it's rescued from a house. That's all I'm going to tell you. But, I mean, it's, other than that, it's just... And then there's one, there's one, you just kind of go, yuck, I feel gross. I want to yeah, turn I was turning, I, what I was doing, though, I was doing the girl thing where I watch for a little bit and then turn it, turn it to something else. Then like, yep. I want to know what happens. And turn it back. Then, nope, I don't want to know what happens. Then turn it, and then changing the channel again. So yeah, I was, the eye, you know, looking through your eye, your fingers, watching it through your fingers kind of a thing. And I don't yeah, do Yeah, I ended up like. Do that to me. I don't get scared at all. But I was so, I was just so uneasy yeah there was two specifically that i'm remembering that i had a real tough time watching yeah um d for dogfight i thought was brilliant i i I, the story was hard to watch at first and then when it unraveled and by the time like like i said before the premise is they say the letter then you see the movie then they say the words so you don't really know what the word is until the very end sometimes you can work it out and that one right away i'm like oh it's d dogfight you know by the time the credits rolled, it had a cool little story, you know? Like, yeah. I liked how that one played out, but then the rest of them, there was some, like, there was two specifically I had to look away because I just couldn't do it anymore. And and some of them were kind of boring, and some of them were kind of clever, but 
I made it to Z, but I can't remember half the letters. So that's why I don't feel like I'm not challenging anybody to watch it or recommending it because I sat through the whole movie having a tough time watching the whole movie. And when it was done, I didn't remember most of it because it's, yeah, it's like Divergent of Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Although I remember more about Divergent than anything else, but left me really just uneasy. Yeah, you, you know, when it was done, you're like, really? Yeah, like a horror movie, the best part of a horror movie when it's done and the credits roll, and you're like, oh my gosh, I made it through that movie, that was so good, you know. Like, and then you get that unease while watching, but when the credits roll, the movie's done, and you have that almost sense of... It's still there. Ah. You, I mean, sometimes, depending on how the movie ends, you feel relief that it's over, or uneasy, like, oh my gosh, is the killer still out there, you know? Or yeah. I have to walk home from the movies now, and I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> you get that feeling. This one, I was just like, I, I felt just bad i i didn't feel like i it felt like a wasted endeavor i should have quit at d you know one of those like wasted time not because it was poorly executed just the content was too much for me for my gentle sensibilities (laughs) um all right yeah and you had a couple of 80s movies yeah i'm just kind of picking through um there's always the the good like pretty in pink and I love Mr. Mom. Oof, those would both be... Mr. Mom would be one that I think they could remake. Yeah, they could. Um, but uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. That's a good one. I like that movie. A lot of the 80s romance movies. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's always Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. That's a really good one. That movie Don't even remake that one. That's got to stay. I would never remake that. It should be just, just leave it alone. They'd just but... probably stick like Zach Galifianakis in it. No, he would he overacts, but that's okay because some of the characters he has it's, it's, yeah. it it works. That for Uncle Buck though he's very, I don't know what's the word I want. Oh, he's a pretty big character though. Big character, but he's very cool. You know, he doesn't lose. He doesn't really lose it. Yeah, he has a little, but he's always still kind of in control. He's always got a he's got a plan. He's got a backup for if he overacts. So. Backup. If something doesn't work, he's like, well, I can do this instead. But, yeah, that was, you know, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is my one everybody has to see. I'm trying to think of any obscure ones. I think mine were pretty dang obscure. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Oh, gosh, my phone. Yeah, it's about bedtime already. I know. Ugh, day shifts. <laughs> I like it, though, because then we get done at 3 and day to do stuff except unless you're like me you fall you doze off on the couch at seven and wake up at eight thirty. you're like oh man no i'm not no i'm not i'm not much of a napper unless i'm on midnight so then i just fall asleep my body knows i need to nap around seven thirty to nine um i'm trying to think of any other 80s movies um always gotta go with 16 candles 16 candles um, See, I'm trying to think of harder to remember ones, or like more obscure. Solar babies. Always a good one. That's like a Saturday afternoon. It's raining. Yeah. Uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys. If you want to keep going with the uh, rollerblade motif. I hate that movie. I've never. Yeah, I never... you didn't like that one. I liked it. Corey Haim was decent in it. <laughs> I'm looking at movies from. I'm gonna start going through years now. Yeah, see, you can tell we're at the end of our show because we're literally just, like, wandering the internet. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, 1985. 
I wonder if they're going to start touching on that now with the new Mad Max movie. That looks sweet. It does. Oh, my I, gosh. Really, the the like at the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and then any one they made after. I'm not sure if they made a fourth one or not, or made more. No, I think there was... Don't there was think? Road Warrior. That was the first one. Yeah, that one was, like, the classic. That yeah. one, and that, that one was basically, like, a tale of vengeance. I mean, it wasn't... The the world was smaller in that one. Yeah. And then there was Mad Max. That was the second one. And Beyond Thunderdome was the third one. Road Warrior was second. And Thunderdome was third. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought it was the other way around. I don't know. So did I. But yeah, I it kind of easy. You know? the Because they really played on the, the Australia slang in third. The they really did. <laughs> that was the Borderlands pre-sequel of the Mad Max series. Not that it was bad, but I go, what does that even mean? What did he call that guy? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of got cheesy at the end, in my opinion. Yeah. But So I hope that they keep the, the gritty that looks like it's going to be. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Well, they had, a, they had a, a trailer, or teaser, whatever you want to call it, with this really cool song in it, and I cannot find it anywhere. It's driving me crazy. We have to load it up and turn on, like, Shazam or something, see if you can catch it. I know. And then there's dialogue through it, and like ugh, I was hoping to find it on YouTube. And then just people always ask, "What's this song?" And I couldn't find it. That's how I ended up finding uh, "Radioactive" by Imagine Dragons. Oh yeah. Because it was in the trailer for uh, um, the host. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool, so I had to sit there and I had to look for it like three times because I kept forgetting. Because at that time, Imagine Dragons was their usual stuff sounds so much different than Radioactive. Radioactive's like their strange hit on that album because the rest of it's almost like they could almost be linked up with like Mumford and Sons and stuff like that. Very instrumental and upbeat and then all of a sudden there's this radioactive it's this super tough song you listen to like I could do anything. You know, that's one of my motivation songs. Like I gotta do something that's tricky for me. Like, all right, radioactive. Radioactive. Oh, Chuck, we forgot about Commando. Oh, <laughs> that is so 80s. So 80s, but it's so good. The other day I was talking to Dad, and I was like, you want to know how you know a song's from the 80s? He's like, what? It has saxophone in it. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. You don't hear saxophone anymore unless you're listening to, like, smooth jazz. Yeah. Like, how many songs on oh, Police Academy, the whole Police Academy series, how many songs in the Police Academy series had saxophone in it? Yeah, exactly. All? All of them. That was like the main. That's so funny. Even the Lost Boys soundtrack had saxophone in it. But that was a good song, though. Shirtless guy on the on the on the beach playing one. Yeah, he's all muscle. He had yeah. his spandex pants. Yeah. And his big brony tail out the back. I don't even know if that's a thing. Brony tail. It like is a not- dude with a ponytail. Brony tail. Brony tail. Hashtag brony tail works on Nerdist. Mitch is going to die tomorrow when I tell him about that. Brony tail. <laughs> we could redo Lost Boys. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Make a new gang of vampires and make them cool. A new Max. Yeah, I could I could, I could, could do that. But we're going to do a, the the um, viewer choice one first. So we're yes, gonna... so we gotta, you guys got to tell us. Or if, if we listed off one you want to see a reboot on. If you have an idea, or a movie on your own, um, or video game, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna challenge video game, movie. 
I want to say book, but only if we've read it, because I don't have a lot of time to read a whole new book. <laughs> I'm reading two books currently. I'm reading like six. Uh, well, I suppose technically three, four. I'm reading Stories by Neil Gaiman, the one you gave me. That's more of short stories, so I can just pick that up whenever. Um, I am also reading Ready Player One, was a Loot Crate book by the amazing Ernest Klein or Ernie Klein. Because um, believe it or not, I heard of this guy beforehand, and I saw his name on the back of this book that we got in our Loot Crate, and I just freaked out. And I have an impromptu uh, shout-out in the uh, the book. Did I tell you about that? No. There's an excerpt. It's the the premise is it's an amazing premise where um it's full of pop culture references right off the bat. So right away I'm all for it. Where the world is like almost it's kind of a dystopian tale, but not it's not like there's this sinister government force holding everybody back. It's just the world got kind of out of control. So everybody goes to this online thing. They have the glasses and the gloves and all that called oasis that this one computer nerd uh created and then he died and hid three easter eggs in the game and whoever finds it gets his wealth so all these people are hunting for it and the main character is one of the people that um i can't remember what they call him now i left my my book at home uh hunts for these easter eggs you know and it's people that you can't just like look behind stones and stuff. It's like a three-dimensional world. Like, if you could drop into Sims or World of Warcraft and walk around, it's not like you got to tr- pick up every stinking leaf. Like, nope. Nope. It's hidden in references to, like, Family Ties and the movie Heathers and all the stuff this char- the, the maker of the game grew up with. It's, it's brilliant. Um, he, he created a world that I believe would could invariably happen, you know, where there's so much overpopulation that they're taking, like, trailers, you know, like from a trailer court. And putting them side by side, and then, like, Jenga stacking them. Oh, okay. So people have some place to live, you know. Um, all known art, books, literature, movies, TV shows, video games are all available in Oasis for free. Like, it's all open source. So if you want to watch every episode of Doctor Who and every episode of Family Ties, um, Gilligan's Island, it's all there. It's, it's, it's a cool world. Obviously, I'm really excited about it. Um, there's a chapter where this one guy, he knows this girl and I forget her name. It's like Excelsior or something like that. She's another one of the, the Easter egg hunters. And he talks about like, I have a feeling it's a girl. We, we, nobody really knows cause your character in Oasis, some people make it look like them. Some people make somebody totally different. So I could go to like, they go to school in Oasis. Like I go to school with this one guy in Oasis. I don't know what he really looks like because I only know his avatar. He's like, but I don't know if this girl is really a girl or I'm just convincing myself it's a girl and not some balding man with back hair, some middle-aged guy named Chuck. I'm like, oh, that's kind of me. <laughs> like, I'm paraphrasing. Let me see if I can find the picture and I'll read the actual excerpt real quick here. This will be the final... Because I got so excited, I literally took a picture of the book, of the page, um... And sent it out to people because people needed to see that, A, I'm a huge fan of Ernie Klein from way back in the day, but I also ended up in his book unofficially. Oh, my gosh. I got to go through all the pictures from Branson first. Sheesh. You got to start making folders. I can't do that on my phone. It doesn't let me. 
Mom, it does her mom. It it automatically creates folders, but it doesn't actually. Um, Artemis. Um, here's the chapter. I'll just I'll just read it out real quick. Um, some of the words are cut off, so I'll do my best. I knew the crush I had on Artemis was both silly and ill-advised. What did I really know about her? She never really revealed her true identity, of course, or her age or location in the real world. There was no telling what she really looked like. She could be 15 or 50. A lot of gunters, those are the people, the egg hunters, egg hunters, gunters. Ever, uh, a lot of gunters even questioned whether she was really female, but I, was, I wasn't one of them. Probably because I could, couldn't bear the idea that the girl whom I was virtually smitten with might actually be some middle-aged dude named Chuck with back hair and male pattern baldness. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm you. not quite middle age. I'm getting there. I'm looking at the hill, but that's me. Like, spoiler alert: I've got a little bit of back hair, and I'm losing all my hair on my head. It's just traveling, it's traveling south. Really, it's going down the back. <laughs> so I saw that. Like, I almost threw the book down. I'm like, I can't do this. It was like uh, never ending story. There's another good one. Where the boy's reading the book and he's got the he's eating the apple and he's got you know it's Joss or uh, Will Wheaton and he's sitting there, he's like oh, why why am I in this book like I totally was in this book like <laughs> so yeah that's my my current claim to fame anybody listening if you go out and pick up and again it's an awesome book uh, Ready Player One I'm in it uh, I don't know if this if I got a picture of the page. I did not. I am in it. <laughs> but I'm not Artemis, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't have an online handle besides Space Buck Chuck. If he said Space Buck Chuck, I would probably get a hold of him and say, hey, dude, let's hang out. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you have anything to throw out there, Ange? Uh, I don't think so. Think so? No. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired, too. It's time for bed. Uh, again, thanks for listening, everyone. This was Nerd Mode with Spacebuck Chuck and Ditsy B. That's how Mike said it, so I'm going to try and say Ditsy B every time. Does it sound <laughs> like an audio recording? Ditsy B. It does a little bit, yeah. I'm saying kind of the same Ditsy B inflection every time. People <laughs> 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 are going to think I edited it that way, I hope. That was literally me just saying Ditsy B every time. And I point. I'm oh, pointing yeah. at your name every time I say it. I'm gesturing and moving from side to side. and. Yep, I'm doing the same thing. Like I don't sit still. <laughs> wow. I know. We're... It, it's, it feels like it's like 4 in the morning and it's 9.57. How yep. old are we? Yep. We just got done watching Matlock, had my tapioca pudding. Uh, again, this is nerd mode. This is our long extra banter. I probably won't make the end, end of the cut. Yay, so now, people are going to be like, I don't know what he's talking about. He just said, DTB, like eight times, and then the show just ended. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nerd Mode. Email the show at nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or go to nerd-mode.com. Uh, and that's got a link to literally everything you need to know. And soon we'll have my casting calls, all of our reboots, remakes, and sometimes in the case of games and cartoons when we cast live action, that's going to be on there. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff to add to the page so it isn't literally just 
the list of our podcasts and our casts. I'll think of something. Like I can put like I can put some of my fan fiction on there, and we can put like our nerd websites we go to, and yeah, maybe some links. Yeah. We'd just be zergnet.com. That's where I get a lot of my fun I- topic ideas. All the weird t-shirt websites I shop from. Yeah, I'll have to maybe get you set up to be able to log in and do some editing too, and we'll, you'll have your own little corner. Okay. I'd say that for like Deb and Jeff, but they're busy with their own lives. Deb's got his. Yeah, uh, I- Deb's got his whole world, his whole amazing podcast universe he's creating. That's cool. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Just busy working, measuring stuff, doing science. Deb does science too. Smart guys. We have a smart group. We're not just nerds in the sense that we are into pop culture and comics. We're nerds in the sense that we're all academically gifted and work in fields that involve a lot of fine-tuning scientific stuff. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But I think Deb and Jeff have us beat a little bit. Mm, Deb works with, like, chemicals and stuff. Volumes. He probably has a graduated cylinder. My cylinder went to community college. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jeff has like measuring tools that measure things that companies like ours use to measure things. They make sure our stuff is right. Oh, okay. So their rulers measure rulers. They're they're the standard. Yeah. So. He is the Credible Hulk. <laughs> and he is Big Dev. Our part-time co-hosts. We got DB and BD. That's tough. DBBD. Yep, it's time for bed. Yeah, As usual, everyone. We're like drunk talking right now. We're not even drunk. Yeah, I'm not going to edit tonight. I will edit as soon as I possibly can. Uh... I am way too sleepy and it's going to take me forever to do now. Um, as usual, learn something about everything and everything about something. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye.